Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Yes. Welcome queens. It's Wednesday. How's your hope day? It's time oh, for Untat. That's <laughs> like pronunciation of hump day. It's um, the middle of the week. Has day. it been heavy? Has it been light? You tell me. I don't know, girl. This is the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, I can tell you that I've been having a heavy flow. So <laughs> I'm trying to come to you, queens, a in real in a time. Flow. When you hear this, it's Wednesday. So I'm asking the young queens how their week is going. Get it? Girl, let me live. <laughs> you know what I thought would be fun since we're doing our country hoedown theme week. What's that? S- since you guys are in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, I thought that we could do another episode of Truth or Falsies, Uh-oh. Dolly Parton edition. Uh oh. Okay, I don't know how good I'm gonna be at um, this one, but sure. I'll try my best. <laughs> So I'm going to say a statement and you guys can let me know if it's truth or falsies. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. And as one formerly famous country singer said, let's go, girls. False. (laughs) Um, That would be falsies. (laughs) For sure. All right. Question number one. Dolly Parton's parents paid for her birth with a sack of oatmeal. Truthies. Falsies. Stoney was correct. What? Was it maple brown sugar? <laughs> I, she grew up in the hills, girl, and not the LA hills with, like, fucking Heidi. <laughs> that flavor was lit. I hope it was maple brown sugar. <laughs> yeah, girl. It was, like, apples and cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Second fave. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Dolly Parton was the fourth of 12 children. Yep, I knew and that. And... Her family was so poor that grain was all her father had to give the doctor who delivered her. Wow. That's crazy. A different time, right? Yeah. For real. (laughs) All right. Question number two. She was one of the most popular girls in school. Falsies. Falsies. That is correct for both of you. Yeah, superstars are never. I popular. mean, weirdos like superstar weirdo <laughs> yeah. artist people are never like popular no in high school. They're like the ones in the lockers never. and trash cans for a moment. <laughs> Dolly Parton's schoolmates actually became jealous after she sang on a local TV show and locked her in a cloak closet. Look, Same. locker close enough. <laughs> Hey, we all came out of the closet. Even Dolly Parton did, so. <laughs> Welcome, queen. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, let's see. Okay, question number three. Elvis Presley was her first crush. I'm going to yes. say falsies. Truth. Well, like last time, Stoney is correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm terrible at this game. Like Dolly Parton's first crush was actually Johnny Cash. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Her quote was, I was sitting in the audience, and that's when I first knew about sex appeal. He had this tick when he moved his shoulder, and it was still sexy. It still got to me. Whoa. Go, Dolly. Whoa, Dolly. Yeah. Whoa. Fifty shades on us. <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, next, she wrote Jolene, her hits, one of her hit songs, about Ugh. a bank teller. That is truthies. Was it about a bank teller? Truthies, for sure. 
Yes, that yes. is correct. It I was thought about I knew that. Yeah, I love that <laughs> a bank song. teller that had a terrible crush on her husband, and her she says that he he just loved going to the bank because she paid him so much attention. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. Oh, song. that's such a good song. It is a good song. Uh, number five. She is Miley Cyrus's grandmother. Trucy's. No, Falsies. no, 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 no. No, I take that back. Falsies, girl. Falsies. Falsies. She's heard... just her fairy godmother. Yeah, I heard the the word wrong. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> is her father, and who knows where but the fuck like he came from. She's like her godmother or something, isn't she? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up. Um, Sorry. Final <laughs> one. To wrap it all up, Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly look-alike drag queen contest and lost. <laughs> what? Hold on. This has to be Truthies. That's just crazy. I'm going to say Truthies as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because that would be so shady and so wonderful by Listen, drag if it were me, I would take that queen to dinner like three nights that following week. Right? Like, so you're going to help me upgrade my look. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I found out that oh, go ahead. Dolly Parton, she she over-exaggerated her look for the competition, making uh, her beauty mark eyes and hairs bigger, but was no match for the beautiful drag uh, queens who had worked for weeks and months getting their clothes. Okay, she so... She told this in an ABC News interview. Okay, so Dolly over-dragged her own drag look. Yeah, she over... Mm-hmm. Like, drag queens are a character of... Caricatures. Like, of famous people uh-huh. and she like overdid a she character of far. herself. Damn. That's crazy. She definitely dragged up <laughs> her life. But <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-dum-chin. laughs> Jim She said that they thought she was just some short little gay guy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh gosh. Too funny. All right. So let's talk about Untuck Girl. Where should we start? So we start with the Safe Queens this episode and all of them are safe. Or, or not, not all of them. No, no. No, don't they all? <laughs> what show are you watching, girl? <laughs> what? No, for the first time, like, all of them go. Like, they all go to the the room. Oh, all The Hamburger months. Mary's area. Yeah, they all go back mm. together. So there's no, like, top and bottoms critique. And safe queens go back. Everybody went back at the same time. I mean, yes. doesn't it start out with just Cameron Michaels basically yes. doing, like, her stoic-ass, like, girl, I don't know who won. I feel like, I don't who know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is genuine Cameron. Maybe I have, like, a small crush, but Cameron's coming into, like, her dragdom on the show, and she did really well, but I do feel like the, the humble feel was genuine. I, see, I agree with it, because, like, I, like Vixen was giving Cameron so much shit about this, but I'm like, that's how I am though. Like, They're I like, can toot your relate. own her, toot your own horn, girl. Uh, well, because like <laughs> I relate to like sometimes I don't want to like brag too much about myself. Like yeah. I don't want to like if I have success at something like sometimes I get that feeling of like embarrassment that I'm like successful at something. It's like you don't necessarily want like the spotlight on you. Yeah, yeah. So like I could kind of relate to the Cameron thing because it's like. You don't want to, like, you don't know you're winning, first of all. And, right. like, second, like, you don't want to be, like, over-gloating something. That's kind of more of the vibe I got along with the humble effect was, like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know if I've won yet. So, you know, when I know that I've won, I'll be more excited. But for now, I'm just going to relax and see what happens. 
but don't you think you did well enough to know you're at least safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there's that, but I think that, again, it's like final, what, six or seven? I think sometimes, though, it's like, yeah. I, I guess I can relate to her and the fact that I feel like I would be similar in that I don't, ever, like, I'm always the type that I just try to work hard at what I do, and if success yeah. comes, like... I just want that's to be known for, like, this person worked hard at it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's Cameron. Right. Like, she works so hard at what she does. Yeah, because you'll remember that Cameron wasn't quite sure how this week oh, yeah. was going to go with the impression and the performing and singing live. And she actually ended up knocking it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. Ms. Cracker said that Aquaria and the Vixen should be the bottom. But I think... Aquaria was just safe because of her choreography was down. Well, you know, she had her choreography well well thought out. Yeah. I feel like Aquaria was also safe because of that little tidbit about the this I got to stop wearing this cheap crap line because she was oh, yeah. smart enough to make sure the judges knew, oh, that was improv and Todrick liked it and now it's been part well, of the show. Well, and I always come back to if all spells make the judges laugh. Yep fact of the matter is vixen and asia didn't make rue laugh yeah vixen made rue laugh no. about that cape like oh, aquaria or yeah aquaria yeah, aquaria um mm-hmm. so i mean to me it comes down to okay aquaria wasn't good that is correct but she did make rue chuckle a few times she kind of powered through and got some laughs so that saved her along with the creativity yeah. tidbit yeah, f- fuck Aquaria's critique, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and Aquaria, that's like the only thing she hung on to was that like one good note. She, in her mind, she was like, I did a good job. So I guess this is the opposite end of the spectrum with Cameron. Aquaria's like, I did a good job. Not necessarily saying she's going to win, but she was happy with what she did, even though she fell flat. Yeah, and I don't think there's any problem with Aquaria feeling confident no, in her no, no. performance. You know, like she's she, like she did it. a good job. Yeah. yeah, she did something that made her happy, regardless of whether mm-hmm. Rue or anyone else felt the same way. She right. was happy with her performance, you know. Yep, yep. No shade at all. That's right. The rest of the girls, like especially Ms. Cracker, starts to kind of like call out Aquaria for being like, I guess. Um, they're looking for her to admit that she did a bad job, but Aquaria's like, "No, I did a good job, and that's it." <laughs> um, can I, we just talk about though? This is kind of unrelated or somewhat un, uh, unrelated, but like her, how she like could not see shit the entire episode. Oh yeah, like her she was just like, was... and like Vixen said something like, "Girl, you know, like no one is over there, right?" <laughs> that like, was hilarious. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "Where's my cameraman?" <laughs> I saw That's a meme that was like. That was like I would. I want a man that looks at me like Aquaria looked at Cameron. Oh, no, <laughs> and it's her like trying to see out of like the the hole in her eye. <laughs> I did not see that one. That's hilarious. Oh my god! You'll gosh. have to look, find that meme. It's hilarious. I am if going I find to. It again, I'll send it to you. I am looking for it. I'm going it. to tag me in it. <laughs> um, what else did they cover on Untucked? So really, Monet's look. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what was said. Like, was there any negativity at all? I feel like people are just talking about, like, the competition and... Well, with Monet's look, her thing was that she had that see-through bodysuit. So everyone could, like, literally, you could see her tuck, you could see her nips. Oh, yeah, the duct tape. You could, like... Yeah. So I thought I was... 
I thought it was I thought her look was interesting and I was proud of her for having body confidence to do that. Yeah, but I like it didn't that present too. female. It didn't present woman. I feel like if you're me. gonna do glittery with black, you've gotta overdo it a little bit. Whether it's a little more onyx glitter or just more glitter in general, like you've gotta make that black pop, especially with something as form fitting as that. If you're gonna yeah. make that statement, and again on the fashion photo review I did not notice this until they said it. Had the shoe been a little more intense, like a higher heel or maybe like a mm-hmm. boot of some type, it would have put it over the top as well. Well, and that's why well, I think. She... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I think she should have had like a better wig because she just sort of had a headpiece on. Yeah. And I thought if she had a wig that maybe brought more length to her and maybe could have been brought the outfit together more and made it more womanly, mm-hmm. then it would have been a better outfit yeah to me it was just the was i appreciate the idea and i thought it like the idea of it i thought was cool like because it's something totally different like we haven't really seen much of that right but it was just like this is the glitter challenge like i just i don't know and i know like glitter doesn't mean like colors but like something like the vixen to me like for me, I guess when I think of glitter, I just think of like more like happy stuff like and a not like party. I'm going to like the gr- glitter funeral. Yeah. Like right. <laughs> I think she was going for like Rihanna glitter. Yeah. Like a, yeah. I could, like a Rihanna S like rock star one. Yes, very dark, sexy rock star. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just like whatever. Speaking of I Rihanna felt- though, like what is this video I've been seeing on Twitter her of her like dressed as a priest? Oh, so that's from the Met Gala. <laughs> oh, that was just like her outfit? That was her outfit. So, okay, so the theme this year was Heavenly Bodies and the Catholic Imagination, something like that, I believe. I probably butchered that, but I know it's Heavenly Bodies. So, of course, she comes dressed like the goddamn Pope. <laughs> the glittery pro, um, the of glittery course priest. She does. <laughs> this news yeah. is like good, I guess, but other news that was more important to me was <laughs> the fact that. Drake unfollowed Rihanna on Instagram and Rihanna Uh said that she is not friends with Drake anymore. This is super sad. They would have had the most gorgeous babies of all time. Like, it's just really sad. Were they ever dating? They were, they were were just like fooling around. FWB, like friends with benefits, girl. (laughs) That's definitely what that was. But damn, that does suck because they were, they were always so fun together. And, I'm just sad. Like, can you not be friends after? Maybe they just need a love? break. Like, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> Maybe they just need a break. <laughs> they just need to watch the share video together, and then they need but to get over good themselves. News? It's good news for you, right, Stony? Because now Drake's like single and ready to mingle. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've tried to contact Drake several times, <laughs> and he's just not into he, it. So he still he ignores me, but I know that he knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't come to Indianapolis, but I'm sure he's seen your messages. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> I'm still holding out for you. Oh, um, and Untucked, we also had this moment with um, Cameron and Eureka where they are out having their smoke break and they were just talking about, like, I called it the real compared to what moment. Like how some of the queens, you never know mm-hmm. what you're getting personality-wise or level of genuine from each queen. And they said, you know, we're both like down-home queens, basically. We know what we're getting from each other. 
as far as what kind of person you're going to be. And they're just unsure about the other girls. Just no shade. They're just unsure how to receive them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and Eureka says, oh, well, Cameron, I used, I thought Asia was my biggest competition, but now I think you are. Uh-huh. So we, I think this episode is the episode where we see Cameron really come out as a contender. Yep. It's been said that she, Cameron, has been quiet mm-hmm. in order to avoid drama. And I think that actually is a really good strategy because she's quiet, quiet, quiet. Just stay safe enough mm-hmm. to keep, you know, being on the show. And now she's like, I'm ready to bloom. Yeah. That's a Troy Sivan reference. She, she's been, <laughs> yeah. She's been keeping to herself song. and now she's like, okay, it's, it's go time. This is like final six. Yeah. You know, it's ready. It's go time. She's like, I, bam. I love that Cameron won. Like, I was so happy. She's just like, and I think the one thing about Cameron, like, I just feel like Cameron is one of those, like, she's not, I feel like she's really worked hard at her drag. And when she has a challenge coming, like, she is somebody that, okay, maybe I'm not the best at this, but she's going to really study it and become good at it. Mm -hmm. And I just, Mm -hmm. I can really appreciate because we know she's not a good actress. We know that like sometimes she struggles to be funny, mm-hmm. yet she's been able to go into these challenges and, and somehow out. make things <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like and it may not be the most like over the top funny. Like it's not like honey boo boo, I'm like cracking up, but it's like <laughs> No, cute. but she makes you notice her and she like we said earlier, she she gets the job done. She does Yeah. I'm really impressed by her. I liked her comment in, in Untucked. I think glitter fabric is ugly. That's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, too. I when, kind of like her, like, bitchy moments, like, because you're like, oh, this girl is kind of, like... Oh, oh here she is. Shade I love a in. girl that's, like, <laughs> s- like subtly shady. Yeah. I love that. It's just... Because so you can't fun. ever call her out on it. It's like, no. oh, you're being right. shady, and she's like, what are you talking about? I exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Not... What, girl? Yeah. What? Whatever. No, I love <laughs> glitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Asia's making a lot of excuses in Untucked. Oh, you know, my gosh. She said, oh, I wear glitter, and you guys wear sequin. How exhausting. Like, she's just reaching for excuses. She won't accept that the judges just weren't buying what she was selling. And it's everyone's fault but hers. Yes. Which is very unbecoming of a seasoned queen who has, like, competition experience. Like, own your shit. You can't win at all. I, and sometimes you have a bad day. I, yeah. yeah. She made a bad choice with her outfit. That's my problem, like, with Asia. But it was, like, not even her outfit. Yeah, like, her outfit was bomb. It was more just that performance. But, like, here's, like, the problem I had is she that, like... She did bad in the main... Yeah, it was the main challenge. And also, too, like, if you look at, like, in Drag Race, the people that are able to do the best are the ones that are able to adapt and create characters that wouldn't necessarily make sense based off, like, their background, right? Like, you look at, like, Benda La Creme, when Benda La Creme had to do, like, was it, like, a Nicki Minaj song yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah. She turned that out and actually yeah. made Body it hilarious. Like, wow. And you're like, how did <laughs> yeah. Ben de la Creme do that? In a goth outfit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And same thing with, like, I don't know, you could say the same about, like, Shangela, kind of, and, like, Mariah. Like, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, you are able to make these characters out of something that you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. what Asia's missing here is, like, 
you should have figured that out. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. that you had this part you didn't like. Tap into your imagination yeah. and make it work. Make it work, girl. Um, I guess maybe the last topic we should touch on is the Vixen's elimination. Yes. Um, so the Vixen said that she said a lot of her big moments from the show are angry moments. Mm-hmm. And that she came to the show wanting to show how good she has at drag, not how she was good at fighting. Well, sorry, girl. Too little, too late. You should have had this moment. Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have figured this out, like, early in the season, I think. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky enough to join an all-star season, I just, you'll take your own It notes. sucks because I... I It sucks because I want to like Vixen, and it almost is like... I don't really want to, like, support her because I feel like she's kind of, like, offensive to me in a lot of ways and I'm like I don't know like maybe I just need some time to like think about it but like we just need a I just don't want to see her until like but it's like I want to see her you know what I mean because I like nice. her looks yeah and I yeah. like the message it's just that the way that she's so combative it like really turns me right. off and I mean we're all human right so I mean in this moment yeah. as much as I shade the vixen you know she's realizing well damn i probably did not make the best use of my time on this show and now I'm going home so that's something she now has to live with and I really hope she's learned because like I really like the whole like south side trash and like black girl magic stuff I love that like I love the fact that was a good storyline that's an important message like I think like the fact that somebody said that and then she just went out and drag with like a message that said south side trash I think that was amazing like I love that she did that I just don't like the way that she's she's talking about like why she did that. Like, yeah, it's her execution. It's just all the execution. It's yeah. like, girl, like she's a lot of us are on your side. Time. Like, I just yeah. wish you would like understand that and yeah. target the people that like are actually doing shit that are that's like racist and like inappropriate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I like that she did go out because you know she comes in. It's like South Side trash. But then she goes out and she has her jacket on that says Southside Magic. Yeah. And I thought that was like really smart. That was really smart because she wants to show these queens from Southside Chicago and other black drag queens that they are enough. Mm-hmm. And so coming in with the message of Southside Trash and leaving with the message Southside Magic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like a Vixen stan, but I think that. I think that story is makes me like her a little bit more. And <laughs> I mean, we know she's a hurt soul, it seems, and she's she's learning, right? So, you know, I don't hate the Vixen. I just think she's got some growing to do, and when she finally gets there, we're going to be able to appreciate the story even more. And, okay, right. I want to just end, like, I'm done talking about the Vixen after this, but this is the last <laughs> thing I want to say, is that... yeah. The Vixen, the way she is, I have no doubt in my mind that her probably growing up on the South Side and being somebody that's been underestimated, a gay person, she probably got a Mm -hmm. lot of shit taken towards her. And not only being gay, but being black and all the problems dealing with that. Hey, shout out Yvette. I'm sure (laughs) that has to do with her being the combative person she is because... Mm -hmm. You know what? You she's the type she's gonna fight back, and I love like that's a great trait. 
it's just, just in moderation. Have, it comes you down have to, to know how to use your superpower. Yeah, you have to know how to use your yeah. superpower. Like you know, if you are Magneto and you're using it for evil, then <laughs> I can I can be real rude at work, but I do it with a smile on my face and within the HR guidelines, so it cuts deeper and it's <laughs> really it's like you we want hot. we want you to be a professor. <laughs> yes, we want you to be a professor Xavier, and right now you're being Magneto. Yeah. 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 Yes. So let's go back so, to Professor Xavier. Then we love you, girl. <laughs> just think how much better the vixen would have been had we had that realizing that realization of like you know Asia saying you're the angry black woman syndrome, like having that sort of action. Like if we had that in like earlier, like after the second or third episode, and then the vixen got to really show the message that she wanted to show, and then she leaves with her south side magic. That would have been crazy. It's like. Yeah. It's like it comes people down, would have loved her. Yeah, it comes down to, you know, she's fighting for the same cause, right? It's how she's fighting for that cause is what's different. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You can fight in different ways. Some fights are respected, some fights aren't. You got to find the way that yeah. people will like hear your message and Pick benefit your from it. And make sure you're clear in your And it's interesting because she came in very conflicted like fighting with a different person each week so it's interesting kind of like is the story arc of the vixen she comes in almost personifying Southside Chicago trash but then ends in such a better place as the Southside magic yeah you know it's just like because over the season it feels like she really recognized what she was doing wrong there was slight and growth leaves, she there does was a little bit of growth and I I she definitely knows I think what she, she needs has to work good on. intentions. Yeah. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. I mean Asia really brought hopefully Asia brought an important message to her and that she that sticks with her I in mean, the future. It, going it forward. Well, that's the glory of the internet. She's never gonna be able to escape that moment. That lesson's yes. always there. But I think she'll take it. And um maybe I think we're we're pretty much hit everything major that happened on top yeah yeah the episodes are getting kind of like shorter just because (laughs) well deeper and shorter because there's lesser queens so like there's there's not as much drama because people are finally getting over it and focusing on oh we're about to have a winner soon before we do go though i do want to shout out to our all right mary sisters because they sent us a really nice dm last week and oh yeah um, hi guys about our <laughs> about our discussion on white fragility and it was really nice to hear um some support from them because they're one of my favorite po- uh, podcasts other than us of course I love but them. we follow was really, like it, <laughs> it was really motivating to to hear from them so if they're listening to this Thank you, guys. Thank you so and much. We love the support of the RuPaul's Drag Race community. It's just yes. awesome to dive into a project like this and be received so well and, from other shows right. and new fans everywhere. Yeah, and I've been like listening to All Right, Mary like off and on for like a couple years a now. Couple years, and yeah. they were the ones that like kind of even like gave us like the idea to do the podcast. So like, I just appreciate them so much. Right. And I mean, there's other good ones too that we like and we interact with, you know, like Grizzly Kiki, mm-hmm. It Bears Repeating, yes. um, Bring Back My Girls, <laughs> love those guys. And yes. they're at DragCon and I'm really jealous. I know. So. <laughs> Have you been seeing everything? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just really happy to be a part of a beautiful little podcast community yeah. here. So uh, we love you guys. Hearts all around. Yes. 
hearts all around. <laughs> uh, Monique spirit is still alive and well. Monique hearts. That's right. She lives on. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. heart is still here. <laughs> well, until next is, week, girl. I guess. Bye. Bye.